We're giving you more than just the 411. This is the Harrisburg 412 Podcast. Coming to you from Southern Sioux Falls and Harrisburg, South Dakota. Welcome back to our third in a series of episodes this month celebrating career and technical education in the Harrisburg School District. Today's episode features our ProStart program. Once again this week, we'll turn it over to CTE coordinator for the Harrisburg School District, Mrs. Breanne Lynch. Welcome back to another Harrisburg High School CTSO podcast. We are really excited to have the ProStart crew joining us today. I'll have you go around and introduce yourselves to our audience. I'm Alexis Rausch. I'm a high school senior and a member of ProStar. I'm also a Culinary 3 intern. I am Alexandra Reitzman. I'm also a high school senior, also a member of ProStar, and a Culinary 3 intern. Deb Rombo. I'm the ProStar advisor, HHS hospitality and tourism, CTE teacher. I teach culinary arts. All right, so the looming question in the room is, what is ProStart? So ProStart is essentially the culinary and hospitality and tourism kind of industry. We kind of dig more into the culinary arts side, so like the different foods, knife cuts, and different kind of plating techniques that you see at restaurants. We also do a little bit of the baking and pastry side with like your cakes, your kind of pastries like cheesecake and... um, Oh, what else have we done? Pastries. Pastries and just kind of different little baked goods and kind of different of some of the different topics that are within the hub of culinary arts. So it's basically the fun part of hospitality and tourism. Correct. We're an extension of the culinary classroom. We also go into hospitality and management stuff where we go through, we do different catering events for such things such as a chamber. We've done different events, different schools, and we plan our own stuff. We learn about how to manage, like, restaurants and how to do ordering and just, like, all the numbers, busy stuff. So all the book work, too. Oh, yeah. So not just cooking and baking, also all of finance, marketing, ordering, that type of thing. All of it's equally important. I just like the eating. Me, too. Okay. As long as we're on the same page there. Okay, so... How would one get involved in ProStart? Do I need to take a class? Is it just a club? How do I become a member of ProStart? So basically at Harrisburg High School, um, you would take as a 10th through 12 learner, you would get enrolled in the culinary arts class. As a member of the class, you are automatically a member of ProStart. There's no extra fee or cost or anything associated with that. With that just comes opportunities with the ProStart side. So as um, Alex was saying, you could help. uh, We've done the FFA banquet before, right, where we've hosted that. We go and do um, learner interest days at the elementary where we put on programs. We've helped at the chamber Christmas event. Um, We kind of just dip into a lot of different areas, um, but it's an extension of the classroom. So you can be as involved as you want in the pro start side. But basically, you're learning it all in the classroom, and then now it's your your opportunity to basically show and tell. Okay, so with that curriculum, are there tests? Are there certifications? Are there industry uh, grade certifications that benefit me along the way, or is it just a lot of busy work? A certification I would highly recommend. Your SurSafe certification manager, definitely recommend it, because then you can go out, do these catering events, and just, you know, your safety, your sanitation, Like, they know you know your stuff. We automatically do that 
the, the coursework in culinary level one. So your first year, it's a year-long class. You you automatically do the work. Um, we can also offer you the opportunity to test for that five-year certification right here at Harrisburg High School. There's a small fee. We also help pay for that. Um, and it's a great opportunity. You have that certification for five years and you're ready to go in the industry. Okay. So are you both certified? Yes, I am. Yes. What was the most challenging part of obtaining that certification? With the test, you just got to go with the flow. Remember, hey, I know this. You don't overthink it. Don't try to overanalyze it. Just go through your knowledge. Feel confident about your test. Remember what you know. And I think I think students need to realize, too, that it's a national certification. It's not just something that everybody can get. It's actually 80 questions long. It's very detailed, and it's um, it's restaurant it's industry certified industry certification. So it's not easy, right? It takes some dedication to do well on this test. Sure. And we know that all CTEs. Sure. And we know that all CTE areas have high stakes testing, right? In the healthcare area, there's CNA testing, there's AWS certifications for welders, and in this area there's surf safe certifications for people in culinary arts. So it's good to practice that, right, in a classroom setting with the curriculum piece and then be able to take that exam here and earn that certification. So can you talk a little bit about your partnership with like the South Dakota Retailers Association and how those things work in conjunction with ProStart? So in South Dakota, our arm of ProStart, uh, for lack of a better term, is um, the South Dakota retailers. It kind of depends on which state you're in. And they are the person that they're our go-to. So they help us with grant funding for our programs. They promote us. I have to brag a little bit, but we were just recognized in the December-January issue of the South Dakota Retailers Magazine. We'll link that in the show notes. Awesome. Um, So that's pretty amazing. Um, But they're they're basically our go-to. They help us with our they run our state competition, um, which is held in Pier in March. Um, so anything that we need, I also can get all of my SurfSafe manager materials ordered through them as well. For the Pier competition, the South Dakota Retailers Association awards the different skills. I actually got the Knife Skills Award from that association. So they do offer awards for certain skill sets during competition. So yep. what did you have to do, Alex, to earn that award? So with the Knife Skills Award, basically I had to demonstrate a good understanding, good grasp of like my knife skills. I had to demonstrate proficiency with using my knives. Okay, hold up. For for the audience that may be listening, when you say knife skills, it's not like ninja nunchuck <laughs> skills. What are yeah, what are you doing with these knives in the culinary setting? What are, what are you having to demonstrate? So usually we have to do our consistent cuts. We have to know different kinds of cuts, like our julienne, cubes, chiffonade, just all of our basic cuts. We have to know that we can perform them well, consistently. You have to have a good hold on your knife. You have to know how to hold your knife, the different kinds of knives. You just got to know what knife for what. Knife skills are really important in the culinary industry, number one, for quality control and for costing because, right, it's a it's a you have people coming through the door all the time, right? I'm only going to work a certain shift and then the next person's coming in. So we don't want to lose money because I might dice my potatoes twice as large as you do, right? So it it's a costing and an organization and an ordering standpoint, but it's also a plating uh, and presentation aspect, right? Because we want things uh, to to look a certain way, right? And to be industry ready. So it's not just it's not just one piece of it, but it's very important. 
All right. So I know you both have different areas of interest, right? We've got sort of a baking and pastry person and we've got more of a cooking person, um, the chef side of, of culinary arts. So can you both speak maybe a little bit to your interest areas and why you maybe have, have been successful in those areas and why you're drawn to them? Um, so I'm interested in the baking and pastry side. Uh, I've just kind of always really liked and enjoyed baking. I've kind of tried and tested different recipes. I really okay, hold on. You haven't just liked baking. You're a two-time South Dakota gingerbread house champion, if I'm correct. Okay, (laughs) so so Lexi's being modest, but she is a culinary confectionery rock star in the state. So I interrupted, but I had to make sure our viewers and our listeners know that you are a culinary confectionery genius. (laughs) I wouldn't say genius. I just, I'm really... I really enjoy like seeing things online that like really inspire me. And then I like trying to recreate them. And I happen to be very good at that. Not not everybody is. Even when it came to drawing like or sketching, I could look at a photo online and then recreate it. I kind of do the same thing with baking and pastry, just kind of in my own way. I really enjoy doing cakes. I've done a lot of cakes. There's been a lot of trial and error because there's so many different ways that you can take it. And I think that's also why I like baking and pastry so much, because there's just so many different subcategories you can go into and so many different little things you can try that are sweets related. So I don't know. It's just there's such a broad category and so many different things that you can try. I mean, I also really like sweets, so it's kind of hard to go wrong there. Alex, why cooking? Why are you more interested in that area? For cooking, I really love like the creativity and the freedom with baking. You've got to have a lot of attention to detail, which Alexis is phenomenal at. But like with cooking, you got a little more freedom. You can experiment a little more. You can get into like the, hey, I want to substitute this instead of this. You could add to it. You could take away. It's more like Hell's Kitchen situation. Yeah. Okay. A little less yeah. science. A little less science, a little more of the arts. Okay. I think what's been great for these girls with Pro Start is that Especially as like interns and culinary two students, they come in. Um, we can kind of block the time that works for them, and they get to they get to create, they get to experiment. Um, we are looking at adding some um, pretty cool technology with um, a cookie printer coming up in our department, and that's going to be theirs to say, "Hey, let's let's see how this works. Let's see what we can do with this." Um, the The freedom is kind of theirs. Sometimes we get things thrown at us, like, "Okay, the chamber wants desserts." What do you guys want to make? What will work? What makes sense? What can we do within the budget that we have? And and it's an opportunity for them to just kind of have this palette that is theirs to design. Sure. So there's a lot of community impact and ways to sort of benefit, serve the community in different aspects. I know you've been part of Optimist Giving and Chamber events and other things. Um, and then with the Roar Store Give Back, we know that Pro Start is a big part of the Roar Store's existence. So can you speak to maybe your roles inside of the CTE Roar Store and then maybe some of the community events you've been able to be a part of? So for the Roar Store, I help with putting out products. I help with training baristas. I am a barista in the Roar Store. I help with teaching other people like what to do in the Roar Store. I help with the point of sale system. I just kind of help float around and do whatever needs to be done. I pretty much do everything else Alex does. I just sometimes tend to do more because I'm, that's just me. I like <laughs> diving into the deep end and finding 
figuring out if I can swim. In your senior project, though, you invented a smoothie, right, that is sold through the roaster? Um, yeah. For my senior project, I actually sat down and created a barista training. So every barista was getting the same training, so everybody knew the same knowledge, so that we were all making drinks the same way. Along with that, I made a smoothie that we now sell at the Roar store as just kind of a slightly different drink, but also one that you see around school all the time. There's always juice stop in somebody's hand around here. Um, I also help make a lot of the oatmeal bites. I tend to mise them more than I fully make them. <laughs> I also make parfaits almost every morning. So it just really depends on what's needed for the day. And I should I should preface that by saying we were able to acquire our a lot of our barista equipment through um, a Rachel Ray Pro Start grant Go grant that we uh, received a couple years ago, and then we have partnered with Cafea, who has been they have been absolutely amazing, and they come in and help us with our barista training as well. Okay, so we've been visiting about the CTE Roar store, and it sounds like there's a lot of industry-grade equipment. How did the program acquire some of those things? So we've been really fortunate. We were um, the the our barista equipment kind of came to be, uh, we were able to write a and receive a Rachel Ray Go Pro Start grant a couple of years ago, and that really got us going. Uh, our goal was to allow students to get some real hands-on experience and have some some specific industry training. So being a barista in the area that we live, and there are so many jobs for our students, and that's been, it's just expanded from there. Um, so with that grant, we reached out to um, Cafea in Sioux Falls, and they have been an amazing partner. We uh, prov- They provide us with all Cafea product, and our goal is that you don't know the difference. If you come to our store or you go downtown, you're going to get the same quality. That's really what we want out of our baristas, and I think we've been able to achieve that to a pretty high level. Um, we also wanted to be somewhat mobile, so when we put our ideas together, we put our coffee our, all of our equipment is on a cart. So, for example, we're able to provide product during events like the um, car show that we that we do here at HHS through the automotive program um, in the spring. We have um, we have goals of some more events. We would like to host a uh, get into some of the barista art. Um, and have some challenges and things like that for our students. So I think the sky's the limit. So yeah, you hear that? Cafea, we're calling you. Let's go. Let's do this coffee <laughs> Dan, art Dan situation. Knows. Dan, Dan please follow up. <laughs> um, so those have been some amazing um, opportunities for our students. Um, Lexi, do you want to speak maybe a little bit about maybe the chamber annual meeting and catering such large events of you know, making 300 plus desserts for any given experience? Um, We start researching just a little bit. We kind of uh, talk with the company that hired us. In this case, it's generally the chamber that we've done such big events for. And we kind of work with them and see what they are looking for. And then we go onto the internet. We find recipes that we think will work. We do a test batch before we actually start uh, making them in bulk. Um, this last December, we made about 200 mini cheesecakes and a couple of sauces to go with. So it was kind of just a production process. So seeing how everything was kind of made, you just kind of kept making one after the other as if you were like in a restaurant doing the same thing. Yeah. Now, mini cheesecake sounds achievable. I think, you know, in our industrial kitchen, that seems possible. But you also made 50 pies, if I'm correct. Yes, that Took a little bit more effort. We had to involve our Culinary 2 program. It was kind of a few bumps in the road to get things to be all consistent 
all around. But essentially, we made everything from scratch except for most of the some of the pie filling just because it would have been very hard on such short time to get all of that done. But between our with the help of our culinary two um, kids, we were able to make all of the crusts from scratch and then get them baked and ready for the event. Yeah, transporting 50 pies across town for Optimus Giving is no joke. That was super fun. And I think the biggest challenge for us is that you know, what what industry has that we don't have is like you have your worker come in and they can work till it's done. We have bells and other classes and after school activities. So a lot of my students come in before school. They give time after school. They give time during their zones, et cetera. It's really is a um, it's something you, you know, you have to love. And it's but I have been really fortunate to have kids that are really committed and excited. Yeah. So we actually had somebody new join us. This is Leia. Leia being sort of an up and coming pro start student and hearing about Optimus Giving, the chamber annual meeting, all these catering opportunities and your experience working in the Roar store. What are you most excited about as the program continues to grow? I'm really excited about going to the competitions and I'm hoping to do either the management team or cake decorating. Next year, I am kind of sad to see Lexi and Alex um, go away. because <laughs> Not go away, just graduate. I know. I won't have them as mentors. But we've grown a bond, so it's, I'm really excited to work with my mother in the kitchen and just see amazing opportunities grow out of this. Yeah, Mrs. Rombo, did you ever think we'd get here? Did you ever think the culinary arts program at Harrisburg High School would be what it is today from, you know, working part-time at South and the high school and now being in a full-fledged industrial kitchen? Did you think this day was ever going to get here? Not really. I was excited about the opportunity and we just kind of jumped in, you know, feet first and went for it. I think it's, it is beyond my wildest dreams of what we could have done. And I know that we've really just it's the tip of the iceberg. So um, I'm excited to see where the program goes. I've been really fortunate to have some students that have been go-getters, you know, movers and shakers. And um, Lexi and Alex are a perfect example of that. They have, I'm going to be sad to see them go, but they're going to go into this career field. They have mentored so many students below them. And I think that's, that's what's going to carry us. Um, and it's really important is, you know, they, I just couldn't be more proud. Yeah, I think it's in a great spot. I think the one thing that people have visited about a little bit is a need for more mentors, right? Especially mentor chefs. And we've had some great partners in the community. You've talked about Cafea, Plum Cooking, a couple other organizations that really have supported and developed a program along the way. But what are you in need of right now? Yeah, mentor chefs are huge. People that are willing to, professionals that are willing to come in and give of, and it's hard, give of their time and their energy and their expertise because, it takes the it takes the program to a whole nother level. Just like when I got the industrial kitchen, um, Chef Chef Nick Skyeski um, got us started. Like he jumped in a few years ago. Um, Chef Nick, Chef Ellen, oh my cupcakes! They were there at the beginning, right? Yes, all of them, and really made it a legitimate experience for my students. And that was a huge draw. And I learned so much as a new teacher in in this program, even though it's where my background is. Um, I hadn't, you know, I had some experience in the industry, but, you know, teaching out of an industrial kitchen, it's one thing to work in it. It's another to have 18 students every class period and to really make sure that they're getting full benefit of it. Yeah, I hear you in there. We all do dishes. We all help. Everybody's part of a team. But yep. that's true of a restaurant kitchen, Correct. too. Right, Lexi? I mean, yeah, everybody works together to get the job done. And that's our, our attitude is it's an industrial it's an industrial kitchen. It is a 
when you're in my class, you're in the workplace. Like we treat it like you're in the industry. So that means clothing. That means attitude. That means workload. Um, because we want those students to be work ready. Sure. We've talked about like our high school program a lot. And then we know that we have some middle school programs that articulate up to our high school programs. But what about our little tigers and our little learners? What's available for them? So, for example, um, obviously our middle schools have programs and they have some pre-culinary experiences, um, as will the Freshman Academy. Um, My students go over and do like Learner Interest Day. We're doing one tomorrow and we're actually going to do some um, some pretty fun stuff. Do you want to talk about that for a second, Lexi? Um, so tomorrow we are going to go do a, a kid's charcuterie board. So we're going to kind of show them what kind of the recent trend with charcuterie boards have been. And they're going to make their own little s'more charcuterie board. In the past, we've also done at a, um, hot chocolate Play-Doh. And they've really enjoyed it. They It kind of gives them... It kind of lets them get their feet wet into the kind of pro start experience while still being on their level and hands on. Yeah, those sessions are always full in our elementary buildings when we host those. So we know it's a high interest area for our kids because, you know, I think it draws on some of those experiences they have with moms or grandmas or dads or older siblings where they get to do some baking and cooking at home. But really expanding upon recent trends and then hearing from essentially in their eyes professionals, right? When you culinary interns go over there, like you're the big kids and they aspire to be you. So that's really fun. Exactly. Culinary One, um, one of our projects that we do every year is our Tasty Tiger cooking show that we've done in conjunction with um, Tiger Vision and the media class. And my students, like, it's we put it out there for everyone to view. So they actually have to prepare something and demo it. And so anything that we can do like that to help families see kind of who we are and what we're capable of, I think is really important. So what's up and coming? What's the next goal for the Pro Start CTSO? Wow. Um, I mentioned the cookie printer. Um, I think I'm trying to kind of expand our baking and pastry. Uh, I think giving kids every opportunity. The Roar store is ever-evolving. We started with Froyo and expanded to our barista and coffee bar, and now we have smoothies and we're um, – Breakfast burritos. Breakfast burritos um, on occasion, special order. Um, Lexi's been in charge of that. I think just trying to keep up with industry trends, we're always trying to show that we are aware that it's ever it's an ever-changing industry. Um, and again, taking it to the new level, I think, means bringing in more industry professionals. So anyone that you know is willing to give of their time and talent, we could use you. Lexi, where would you like to see the program? If you come back and visit HHS in five to 10 years, what would you like to see? I think it would be probably really cool to see more kids like as culinary three and as culinary interns, because at least the last three years, I've only known about one or two, because once you get to that higher level, there's more things, there's more opportunities to do and test and kind of figure out. I also, as Ms. Rombo said, would I think it'd be really cool to see the baking and pastry program kind of grow and expand just to see what else you can do. We've got dreams of like expanding into the other schools as well. Like it would be really cool to, you know, to be able to take a coffee cart over a mobile coffee cart, take like, hey, today we're going to be at South Middle School, right? Those kind of things. Um, that kind of experience for my students is invaluable. It's like, it's real, it's real stuff. And you can't, you just don't get that sitting in a normal classroom. 
Yeah, well, thanks for joining us today and sharing all the successes for Harrisburg Pro Start. Um, This is going to wrap up our CTSO podcast experience. We hope you had a great time. If you have questions or like to contact us, you can look for details in the show notes or reach out to any of our instructors or Mrs. Joanne Vermolum, the Harrisburg School District Communications Director. Thanks for joining me today, everybody. Yeah, you guys have a great day.